I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Through the holy mysteries of our redemption, may Almighty God release you from all punishments in this life and in the life to come. May he open to you the gates of paradise and welcome you to everlasting joy. Long moments passed as doctors scrambled to get it to pump again. Then they rushed her, bed and all, into the operating room. They scraped out the inside of her uterus and gave her half a dozen blood transfusions. When she finally came home, she had to stay in bed for three months, her children pestering for attention. As an adult, I asked my father why he kept getting her pregnant if it was so hard on Mom. Do you and your husband have sex? he asks. I hesitate, trying to decide what and whether to answer. Of course, I say finally. Then you know, he answers. Men have needs. By the time Amy is a toddler, we live in Kalamazoo, in a two-story box of a house on a double lot, the yard framed by a pair of the huge maple trees that give the street its name. There is a screened-in front porch and a fire escape to one of the girls' bedrooms that scares us all, so we push our bunk beds against it to protect against the boogeyman. Steve is the eldest and most responsible. He cemented his reputation in the family one Easter when he was about seven by saying, If we don't get organized, we won't have any fun. I worship him, usually from afar, but sometimes on Saturdays my sisters and I leap onto him as he's stretched out on the floor watching sports, secure that he will be careful even then to throw us off onto cushions or soft rugs, avoiding as much as possible the hard edges of tables and bookcases. There is Jane, brown-eyed and cherubic, who in high school will cling to the balance beam with her toes, refusing to fall off. She succeeds by sheer force of will. It is Jane's hand-me-downs I wear, and her bed I climb into during thunderstorms. Then there is me. I take ballet lessons instead of piano, try out for plays instead of sports. I don't realize until later that I am the classic middle child, doing what I can to get attention. I'm not as good as my older siblings and not as cute as the younger, so I strive mostly to be different. Next is Patty, and then Amy, the baby, lanky and blue-eyed, the only one with mounds of curls, chasing after all of us, forever trying to keep up. My father is proud of his family in a Catholic, fill-the-pew sort of way. His children sit in descending order, Steve in an iron shirt and clip-on tie, the girls in poof-sleeved dresses, veils of lace bobby-pinned to our hair. My mother's proud, too. Straight-backed and beautiful, she holds Amy, always a baby. There we sit, our patent leather swinging and sometimes kicking, as the priest walks down the aisle in his embroidered brocade, swinging his censer, the rich incense stinging our eyes. Dad sells insurance for metropolitan life. Mom, a registered nurse, stays home with us kids, washing and folding and carrying in bag after bag of groceries. For a while, my Uncle Sandy lives in our basement, his bed and tin clothes cabinet separated off by curtains and a rug. On Sunday mornings, we thunder down the stairs and jump on him as he tries to sleep off his Saturday night. He is our favorite uncle, mostly because he lives with us, but also because he has a magical way with broken-spoked bikes and skates without keys. He fixes Amy's favorite push toy without her even asking, though taking out the popping balls that make so much noise that his head hurts. When he is at work, up to his knuckles in the grease from someone's car, we jump on his bed and try to peek at the covers of the Playboys he has hidden on the top of his clothes cabinet, always straightening his blankets and pillow afterward and giggling with guilt. 
In the summer, we barely clear our dinner dishes before disappearing down the block for our nightly games of kick the can and capture the flag, the older kids forced by parents to let us little ones play. In the winter, we switch to King of the Mountain on the hard-packed snowbanks or build igloos out of the chunks the snowplows leave on the curb. The year I am in kindergarten, the whole family climbs into the station wagon for the drive to Borges Hill. It is the steepest and iciest in town, and we pile as many as we can fit onto the sled, me in front, Pat behind me, Jane behind her, and Uncle Sandy in the back. Steve runs behind, pushing, his boots churning on the snow, and then jumps on as we fly, the wind ripping screams from our mouths. Halfway down, we tip, and the metal runner of the sled slices over my boot and breaks my ankle. For weeks, Steve, four years older, has to drag me to school on the same sled, my cast in a plastic bread bag to keep it from getting wet. One day, he stops at the top of a hill and gives the sled...